0: Okay, we've had a great 21 days, eh? God has been very good to us. I want to read you a little story that Betts gave to me uh, during the fast. And it's a whole thing on fasting and stuff. It's amazing. But the story it pretenses with, you. Yeah, it says, There long ago, two men went out from a little village into the forest to cut wood. Every hour, one of them would go back to the village and be gone for 15 minutes. Okay, this is not a riddle now when you're going to try and figure out and all this kind of stuff. It sounds like that, eh? Okay, then he would reappear and work until the top of the next hour. Sorry, he would work until the top of the next then go away again. The other man toiled all day long without a break. He stopped only for a short lunch, and at the end of the day had a pile of wood to show for his labors. However, the man who seemed to have wasted good work time to go back so often to the village had a much bigger pile. How can this be? The weary one said in disbelief and discouragement. You went to town at the stroke of every hour to drink tea. Yet you have, not, yet you have, not, yet you have accomplished much, much more than I did. Firstly, in that line, before I read the conclusion is a thing called presumption. He was presuming. He has the answer. Ah, my good man, says his friend. I did not go to town to drink tea. I went to sharpen my axe. Hello. This is what we've been doing for 21 days. When you set your life aside, and you choose and you discipline the flesh, and you discipline your body, you sharpen yourself in the spiritual realm. That's what happens in this kind of environment. This is what it is. It's not that you become more spiritual, it is a path of growth and maturing, but you sharpen your senses. You sharpen your awareness to the voice of God. You sharpen the understanding of the schemes of the enemy. You are sharpened in the spiritual realm. So it's not by hard work, it's not hard the intercessor face, Jesus, and you tire yourself out and burn out because you're tired. It's with wisdom. That you walk it's with faith that you walk it's with grace that you walk in this and watch what God will do in and through you hey so what I felt to do today is walk through the Lord's prayer and I know I felt to sit down because I'm going to walk around I want to sit down this morning because I really feel we're going to have a time of intimacy with the Lord as we journey and pray through things here this morning and God is doing a good thing with us Okay, and I want to just give reference to a few things that we've spoken in our elders' meeting on, uh, on a Friday morning of what, what we feel, and what God's saying, all the things that are happening. And there's so much of what we speak about. You know, we talk a lot about eating from the tree of life and not from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You know, eating from the tree of life is, you know, the example in this context Kathleen and I might have an argument, okay, which would happen. Okay, and who's never had an argument in your marriage? You liars, every single one of you. Don't lie in the house of the Lord. <laughs> you might have had a slight disagreement, but here's the thing, here's what happens. You immediately choose, I'm right, you're wrong. What are you eating from? You're eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You're basically trying to, to defend your position, So when Adam and Eve ate from the tree, they immediately tried to defend their position. Well, you know, she gave it to me and, you know, uh, know, arguing. But how would it look if we ate from the tree of life? If we acknowledge that what we're arguing about is stupid, firstly, and then you acknowledge the things that caused you to think that or to say that because of some other scenario or some other thing that you're carrying in your heart and you own something, and together, the whole point of eating from the tree of life is that together you both win. Together you both find life. Together you both find uh, fulfillment, and there's, there's a victory in walking to there's mutual benefit here. And you watch in life. Watch in life how you respond to the news, how you read about people. We eat from the tree of good and evil very easily. In the media, we go there very quickly to see who's right and who's wrong. Learn to eat from the tree of life that we all win as the people of God, and and streams of living water flowing, anointing oil, new wine. Those, that prophecy about the three vats is very powerful to us. About those three liquids pouring down from heaven. You know, of the, the, the anointing oil, the fresh living water. What is the other one? The, the golden liquid. The golden liquid falling and merging into three and spilling out from what God is doing here. These things are very, very pertinent to what God's saying to us as a people. But what did I say right in the beginning of 2020? 2020 is going to be a year of clarity and, and of seeing clearly what God is saying to us. And I, I've chatted to numerous people, and people just feel, I feel, it feels like a cloud's lifted off my head. I, feel, I can feel like I could start seeing stuff that you were longing for, believing for. It's starting to become clear. Don't stop. Keep believing. Keep pressing in. Okay, because God is fulfilling something in our midst here today. Some, some of us have tarried for many, many years to see God fulfill the things He's doing in this time. Others are standing on the shoulders of those who have run before us. But we don't squander. We don't just kind of, yeah, well, lekker. you know, God's doing this. It's good. It's a different era we're in now as the church. Okay, I listened to a word, but with Lana, just the five minutes of the other morning, I think John, you had sent it out, that this is not a new season the church is walking into. One season means that things from an old season are moved into a new season. They kind of overlap and it moves into a new one. No, no, this is a new era. So Isaiah 42 speaks about forget the past, forget those things. And Isaiah 43 says the same, forget the former things. Forget the former things. Do you not perceive it? Forget the former things. For I am doing a new thing, says the Lord. This is the era we're walking into. And there's a time and a season when God is asking the people of God with righteousness and justice, which is from His throne, to arise at this time and to say, no more, no longer, no further. Look at our parliaments. Steve, it's great to have you guys here today. The chaos that is in our parliaments. You see, it's got to be exposed. It's got to come out for what it is. The true hearts of men are being exposed. We believe that righteousness will arise and that government will have peace. Parliament will have peace. Peace. We have to believe for that. But this is a new era we're walking into. Who are the people that have to arise? It's us, the people of God. It's no longer sitting back waiting for someone else to do it. It's up to us now. We have to arise. That's why we declare into the heavenlies, because we know we don't battle against flesh and blood. We don't battle Julius Malema. In your heart, you do. You look and you go, you're wicked Don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Speak life over that man. I had a dream about him many, many years ago. And I saw him isolated in the dream. He was riding an amphibious vehicle on the sea, which is a car that turns into a boat. And he was woohoo, woohoo, riding his boat there on his car. And there was two assassinations that took place in this dream. And then he was isolated and he was pushed aside. And I went to pick him up in my car. And I know that I believe with that dream, God is going to restore and he's going to save that man. Because if he can be that wicked like Saul, if he can be that wicked like Saul for the kingdom of this world, and God can turn Saul into Paul and Paul becomes the greatest apostle that's ever lived this earth, why can't he do it in these days? Imagine how you'll fight for the kingdom of God when he finds a revelation of King Jesus. Eat from the tree of life. Eat from the tree of life. And Kathleen was saying this earlier about spiritual habits. That have been set in place you see now it's not to, no don't stop them if you've enjoyed and there's the sharpening in your spiritual senses of your acts being sharpened essentially don't stop now keep going keep pursuing keep pressing in because god's got great things in store for us and he's got great things in store for you when you align yourselves with what god is calling us to kind of be so as we go through the lord's prayer have you ever thought that of all the things the disciples could have asked Jesus? I mean, of all they saw him do, they saw his life, they saw how he operated. Of all that he did, the one thing they asked is, please show us how to pray. Show us how to pray. How do we pray? Because his life modeled something. They, they saw how he was, how he communed with his father, how he spoke with him, how he isolated and set himself aside and went up to the mountain. And kind of, where is Jesus? Where's he gone? Oh, no, there he is on the mountain praying to his father. And stuff. So, and they asked how do we pray? And I want to, we're going to have a, a big home group meeting here today and go through the Lord's Prayer. And you're going to be praying with me. Okay, it's not going to be me doing all the work here today. The whole point of the body is that we, we are together in this. And notice how the, the Lord's Prayer is not in singular. It's not my Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom. It's in plural. Okay, so it's speak, you're speaking over yourself, but you're speaking over all of us as we declare and we pray these things out this morning. So I just want to read it first, and then we're going to walk through it as we break it down. I want to read it in the Passion Translation. And it says... Sorry, if it would open. So I'm just going to read from verse 5. It says, Whenever you pray... Be sincere and not like the pretenders who love the attention they receive while praying before others in the meeting and on the street corners. Believe me, they've already already received their reward in full. But whenever you pray, you go into your inmost chamber and be alone with Father God, praying to Him in secret. And your Father who sees all you do will reward you openly. When you pray, there's no need to repeat empty phrases Praying like those who don't know God, for they expect God to hear them because of their many words. There is no need to imitate them, since your Father already knows what you need before you ask Him. How powerful is that, eh? He already knows. You pray like this. Our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth, just as it is fulfilled in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day. Forgive us our wrongs we have done, as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us, in ev- us every time we face tribulation And set us free from evil. For you are the King who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. And when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you withhold forgiveness from others, your Father withholds forgiveness from you. It's amazing how one of the most powerful lines is said after the prayer what I want to do is I want to walk through this together, okay? And we're going to pause between each part. And in your heart, you're just going to pray. You can mutter words aloud. I even want to encourage you if you want to stand and you just want to declare something in that point in time and just say, greatness to our God, by all means, please do it. I'm just facilitating a a bigger moment here that we're all walking in this together. But I want you to open your hearts now because there are sections in this prayer where you're going to have to deal with things in your heart. Things that you've held against people. Things where the enemy has bound you. And I'm believing here today that God is going to set us free. He's going to set you free from things that have held you for years. And so I've just asked the keyboard to play just to set an atmosphere of His glory and His presence with worship. And we allow the space and time for Him to minister to us. So you can... Sit with your eyes closed. You can just ponder on the things of heaven. But I want us to walk through. So I'm going to read a lot of Scripture. Okay, Scriptures relating to each part of this Lord's Prayer that we've been shown a process how to pray. I I use this process to pray all the time because you can't cut corners with this prayer. It covers everything. You can't hide something that you don't want to deal with because it covers everything. So it starts, our Father... In heaven. Matthew six one says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Let's just acknowledge Father God in heaven here. And now we are able to speak to the Father because Jesus has made a way for us to access the Father by the Spirit. Come on, let's just exalt him in your heart. Just lift him high. You can speak words of honoring Father God, we exalt you. thank you, Lord, that you are our Father this morning. We acknowledge your Lordship. We acknowledge that you are Lord over all, creator and sustainer of all things, almighty God, all-powerful God. Father, we acknowledge you. We praise you. We lift you high. Thank you, Lord. Hallowed be your name. Let your name be kept holy. Let your name be treated with reverence. Let it be lifted high. Isaiah 29, 23 says that, For when he sees his children, the work of my hands, he says, in his midst they will sanctify my name. They will sanctify the Holy One of Jacob and stand in awe of the God of God. Of Israel. Jesus prayed this in John 17 verse 6. It says, I have manifested your name to the people whom you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Come on, hallowed be your name. Lord, we lift your name. May your name be highly exalted and highly praised. There is none compared with you. May your name be holy We stand in reverent awe of the power of your holy and mighty name. Oh, we lift you high. Be exalted. Be exalted above the heavens. Thank you, Lord. That's right. Just hang there. Just press in with us. Just lift him high in your heart. Just lift him high. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Jesus glorify you Lord your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so when your kingdom come Lord we see in Matthew 3 2 says repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand Matthew 4, from, Jesus, from that time, Jesus began preaching, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And we say, Lord, your will be done. And Jesus, in the garden of Gethsemane, crying out in anguish to the Lord, went and said, My Father, if this cannot pass, unless I drink it, your will be done. And Paul, when he was leaving the church in Acts, in the verse 20, chapter 21, and they prophesied over him not to go to Jerusalem because he's going to be killed. And the man prophesies over him. And Paul answers them says, What you are doing, weeping and breaking my heart, for I'm ready not to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, he ceased and said, they ceased and said, Let the will of the Lord be done. He wasn't even adhering to the voice of people to dissuade him to go. He knew he had to go, and they let, relented and said, "Let the will of the Father be done. On earth, as it is in heaven, Psalm 103 says, "Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do His word, obeying the voice of His word." Bless the Lord, all His hosts, His ministers who do His will. Bless the Lord, all His works in all places of His dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. So, Father, we say, Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, just begin to pray that out. Begin to pray these keys that the kingdom has come. It's the now and the not yet tension. But, Father, we believe You. Come on, let's just lift our voices gently saying father we believe you we trust you to pour out more in these days lord jesus your will be done lord on earth as it is in heaven thank you that your will is that all would be saved your world is that all will come to an understanding of the freedom and the power of who jesus christ is to us we believe you lord that your heart is to see everyone everyone saved and added to your kingdom we thank you that your kingdom on earth here is established we thank you that we are living within this kingdom a kingdom that is full of righteousness, joy, and peace that we are living in a part of. We thank you that we are ambassadors for your kingdom. Use us, Lord. Use us continually to see your kingdom advance here on earth, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that we are your ambassadors for your kingdom here on earth. So we do say, let your will be done on earth. As it is in heaven, help us to live from the place of heaven to earth. Thank you that we are seated with you in heavenly places. Not our will, but your will be done. On this earth and in this time, we speak these words out with faith. We speak them with truth as we declare life and light to flow over Frechront and the breaking of the enemy's power. Lord, we thank you that your will would be done. Your will is that all would be saved. Your will is all would turn to the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. We stir our hearts with that this morning, knowing that is your desire, that all would come to the knowledge and the saving of our Jesus Christ. All-powerful, mighty God, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, that gives us hope that you have a plan. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name. Bless your name. Lord, and we say, give us this day our daily bread. Proverbs 30 says, remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is this Lord? Or lest I be poor and still and profane the name of my God. And Jesus gave us these powerful words in Matthew 6 saying, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And Lord, we want to thank you that you know our needs before we even ask them of you come on just begin asking for your daily bread for your daily provision that he'd pour out to you thank you lord that your hearts are for us you don't give us our wants you give us our needs you pour those out to us as we ask seek and knock and of a knock on the door ask and you will be given seek and you will find so we thank you that you said in john 4 that my will is to my food is to do the will of the father Think that you are sustained by the reality of doing the will of your Father here on earth. Lord, we want to know we are sustained by not what we get or what we need. We are sustained by the will that we do for you. But yet in that, we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things will be added to us. So just ask Him of your needs. And I know many of you have got needs. Ask of Him this morning. Pour out to you. We come begging to you, Lord. We come asking in faith, knowing you will provide, knowing you will pour out to us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And forgive us. Our sins, our debts, our offenses. I got this picture the other day of in a crime scene where there would, be, it would have been blood stained by some crime that had been committed. You can clean that blood up, and to the naked and the natural eye, you won't see where it was. But if you shine an ultraviolet light on that mark or the place it marks it shows where blood was there's a stain left behind and you know we're in a season in the church in the time what god is doing now he is shining his ultraviolet light on your lives where to people you've covered those things up and to the naked eye no one can see but your father in heaven can see and it's not out of judgment He's he's bringing this thing to his light because he wants you to be free. He wants you no longer to be bound by the offenses of your sin. He wants you to walk in freedom. So allow him to shine that light on you this morning. 1 John 1.8 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. You don't want to walk in deception, folks. And the truth is not in us. That word truth actually means nothing hidden. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Now, as you stand before the Lord or sit before the Lord this morning, you need to wait on Him. He will show you. You see, the power of a clear conscience will reveal to you where you know you've got to confess these sins before the Lord. Just take a bit of time. Take a bit of time. See, by confessing these sins, you acknowledge the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. That knowing that Jesus made a way, that you can now be before the Father, pure and spotless. And I want you to acknowledge in your heart that you hate these sins. That you turn from them. Just acknowledge them. Just let it go. Forgive us our sins, Lord. Just keep letting it go. Letting it go. Let it go. That's right. He's here with us, folks. Just let it go. As you let it go, you will feel mercy and forgiveness flood your soul. As he washes over you. Washes over you. tasting of freedom. Let it go. And this is the power of a clear conscience before the Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. Wash us clean, Lord. That's right. (laughs) Now you are no longer stained you are free. He's given you a robe of righteousness, pure and white, as white as snow, beautiful before Him. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. There's such power in this, folks, such power. Do this every day before the Almighty. Lord, as you've forgiven our sins, we also forgive those who have sinned against us. Matthew 6, right at the end, I read this already. It says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses most believers are bound by unforgiveness this is a gateway the enemy comes in and he wields his destruction in and through your life because you won't let go and you will not forgive I want you to really consider now if the Lord brings people to your mind we'll take some time here I want you to forgive them. Let it go. You actually have to name them, not that person. Name them. I know it's hard. Name them. Forgive. You've been forgiven. Now you forgive. right just let it all go feel his mercy feel his forgiveness come and wash over you thank you jesus and again here's the power of a clear conscience that when you stand before the lord you know you've got nothing hindering in your heart before the almighty Just let it go. Let it go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Just breathe out His life in you. Breathe out His life. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. See, why we hang here is because God is doing a move of holiness amongst us. A work of purity is doing amongst us. He wants us to walk free. Just let it go. There's nothing to fear here this morning. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Harbor nothing in your heart harbor nothing in your heart freedom Jesus (sighs) see even Jesus' words on the cross forgive them father for they know not what they do we've been wronged we've been hurt by people people didn't even realize they were doing it just forgive them forgive them Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we acknowledge the power of your work on the cross to set us free. Thank you, Jesus. And we pray, Lord, that you would lead us not into temptation. Matthew 26 Jesus says watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak 1 Corinthians 10 says no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man God is faithful and he will let he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability beyond what you can handle but with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. See, the power of this is that God will never, ever tempt you with evil. He doesn't bring you temptation. He is testing your faith. And what happens when he's testing your faith, the enemy jumps on the back of that and he brings temptation to bring you into doubt and he sows seeds of doubt and discouragement because he wants you to fall into fear, guilt and shame. Temptation is not a sin. It's standing firm on the word, having self-control Then, when the Lord is leading you that you learn to say no. Not no just to things that are wrong, but it's yes to the things that are right over your heart and your life. Just hang here. I think many of us have been stuck in patterns of temptation where we fall all the time. We fall all the time. But the Lord is setting you free from that today. And you ask of Him, Lord, help me, strengthen me, lead me not into temptation. But I want to affirm over you his grace abounds to you, but he's calling you to righteousness, not just survival. Righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Strengthen our hearts, Lord. Strengthen our hearts, Lord. I want to encourage you to learn the keys that happen in your life, that open the doors of temptation. If you recognize those keys, don't go close. Stay away. You know what they are. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord, that His grace may abound to you. Thank you, Jesus. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. John 17, Jesus' prayer says, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. As I preached a couple of weeks ago, Satan asked of Peter that he would sift him like wheat. But Jesus said, I have prayed for you. That you might stand. And once you've stood, you go and encourage the brothers. Evil has not overcome you to the point where you have no road out. 2 Thessalonians 3 says, But the Lord is faithful, he will establish you and guard you against the evil one in the parable of the sower, Jesus explains what that's, the parable meant about the seeds that land on different roads. And he says, when anyone hears the word and the seed of the kingdom, which is his word, and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in your heart. This is what was sown along the path. You see? And we allow the enemy to come in and to steal those because the fertile place of our heart doesn't allow those seeds to to, to lay into the ground and to start germinating and to produce fruit. Deliver us from evil. I want to take an opportunity here to stand against the enemy this morning. Because there are strongholds and there are demonic forces that we have allowed to have hold in our lives. So you are surviving and not thriving. And what we've done in our lives is you've given access to the enemy to come in and to sow seeds of doubt and discouragement and to take root into our lives. And what we're going to do today is we're going to break off the legal right that you've given the enemy and in your life there's nothing to be fearful of there's nothing to be ashamed of now but this is the power we have in Jesus Christ to break these cycles of evil that are tormenting you in your lives that you constantly feel the temptation overrides you and you have the power that you can't overcome it that's a lie that you can't overcome it I want to ask of people here this morning And for you to know this is a safe place. If you feel this is you, I want you to stand. I want you to stand. It's not an ashamed thing of like, you are in your depths of your heart crying out for freedom. No longer do you want to be bound by the cycles of the enemy in your life that you could consider as strongholds or demonic forces that have a hold on you. Today is your day of reckoning. He wants to set you free today because the power of the cross has paid the price for all of that. That's right. That's right. Come on. That's right. Come on. There's nothing to be ashamed of here, folks. Nothing to be ashamed of. We're walking in freedom here today. And we're setting an order in the heavenlies today over your lives that no longer today and no further. Okay, so I'm going to ask of all of those you are standing, you're going to pray a prayer with me. And we're going to believe that God is going to deliver you from the evil one. And I want all of us who are seated, I want you just to pray in the spirit gently. Because it's the unity of the body today which stands as a community with our believers and our brothers and sisters in this place today. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to be breaking the legal right the enemy has had. So I want you to repeat after me. Lord, I've repented and turned from my sin. I now claim your promise that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. I call on you now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to deliver me from evil spirits, to set me free from strongholds. I hate them. They are not my friends. They are my enemies. And I command them to go from me now. In the name of Jesus. Now, I don't want you to pray. I want you to breathe in and out, and I want you to feel release of freedom coming to your heart this morning. And I'm going to pray over us as we've declared that to the heavenlies. I'm gonna pray over us here this morning and I'm gonna believe that God is gonna set you free from strongholds and as the, and the authority of the eldership here this morning, we're gonna believe evil spirits will have no longer have a hold of you and your body. So now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, all as the authority along with the eldership of this church, I come against every evil spirit that has been renounced in the name of Jesus. I command you to come out. Release them now, Lord Jesus. Go from them in the name of Jesus. I say, let them go. No longer will you have a hold on these people. Every evil spirit has to bow to the name of Jesus. You come under the authority of this house and the authority of Jesus Christ. I command you to go and get out now in the name of Jesus. Be gone. That's right. Now, all those standing, don't pray. Don't pray. I want you just to breathe out. I want you to breathe out and let them go. Let them go. Be free this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Every demonic force, you need to obey the lordship of Jesus Christ. And we break these strongholds. And we break these demonic forces and evil spirits in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Right, let him minister to you. Let him minister to you. Things of the occult that you've opened up your life to, things of sexual sins that you've opened up in your life. Well, I say you'll be free in the name of Jesus. Spirits of grief, of loneliness, depression, rejection, suicide. The the spirit of death, spirit of destruction and self-destruction. You come out in the name of Jesus. The spirit of anger and hatred, violence and murder, you have no hold on these people. No hold. Spirits of disappointment, loneliness, misery, depression, you leave in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, cursing, blasphemy, you be gone. Fornication, adultery, homosexuality, pornography, be gone in the name of Jesus. You have no hold on these people. You have no hold. Freedom. Freedom. Freedom over every heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, we now pray that as every spirit has come under the authority of Jesus Christ... And the lives are being set free by the power of your spirit here this morning. We seal every opening now by the power of your spirit. Where every door that has been opened and released by your spirit, we say, Holy Spirit, fill that place. Fill that place with your power. Fill that place with your love, with your acceptance, with who you are. Acknowledge Jesus Christ. And I want to believe today that no longer you will be bound by these cycles that bring destruction into your life. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Just let him minister to you. That's right. Fill them up, Lord. Fill them up now. Holy Spirit, fill them to the top. Fill them up, Lord. Freedom. Freedom. Because we declare this now, Lord, for yours is the kingdom, yours is the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 Freedom. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. We acknowledge you today, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just want to read, so I know it's late, sorry, but this is Jesus' good work here. I want to read Revelation 19 to you. It, was, it came up this morning already at a bit in this meeting about the songs we were singing, about the fire in his eyes. And then we're going to just sing a song together as we come and take of this table that has brought you the freedom that you now live in. That his body and his blood shed for you, you now walk in that freedom. I want to say to you now, do not go back to old habits. Stay in the spirit. Stay with the Lord. Stay close to Him. The enemy will come now to try and trick you, to say, ha ha, you're not really free. He will, he will want to lie and deceive you. Stand firm on the truth of the word of the Almighty God and you will walk in freedom. We're going through this because God is doing a work here and He wants to work through a pure people, not a people that are bound by the enemy. Listen to this. Whoops, where's it gone? Read. Revelation 19. After this, I heard what seemed to be a roar of a great multitude of voices saying, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power to our God. All His judgments are right and true. For he has judged the great prostitute who corrupted the earth with her sexual immorality. He has avenged on her the blood of his loving servants. And again they shouted, Hallelujah! The smoke from her destruction goes up forever and ever. The 24 elders and the four living creatures fell face down and worshipped God who sits on the throne saying in agreement, Amen! Hallelujah! Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you His loving servants, all you who reverence and honor Him, those who are lowly and those who are great. Then I heard what seemed to be a thunderous voice of a great multitude, like the sound of a massive waterfall and mighty pealings of thunder crying out, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and exalt Him and give Him glory because the wedding celebration of the Lamb has come and His bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, shining bright and clear, He has given her to wear and the fine linen represents the righteous deeds of His holy believers. Then the angel said to me, write these words, Wonderfully blessed are those who are invited to the feast at the wedding celebration of the Lamb. And then he said to me, these are the true words of God. And at this I fell face down at the angel's feet to worship him. But he stopped me and said, don't do this. For I am a fellow servant with you and one of your brothers and sisters who cling to what Jesus testifies. Worship God. He's saying, worship God, not me. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Then I saw heaven opened, and suddenly a white horse appeared. The name of one riding it was Faithful and True. And with pure righteousness, he judges and rides to battle. He wore many regal crowns. His eyes were flashing like flames of fire. He had a secret name inscribed on him that's known only to himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and his title is called the Word of God. Following him on white horses were the armies of heaven, wearing fine white linen, pure and bright. A sharp sword came from his mouth to which, uh, with which to conquer the nations, and he will shepherd them with an iron scepter. He will trample out the wine in the winepress of the wrath of God. And on his robe and on his thigh, he has inscribed the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, shouting to all the flying birds of the sky, Come and gather for God's great supper. Come and devour the flesh of the kings, the generals, the soldiers, the flesh of horses and their riders, the flesh of all people, slave or free, lowly or famous, all those who will not acknowledge Jesus Christ. Then I saw the wild beast and the kings of the earth with the armies gathered to wage war against the rider on the white horse and against his army. The wild beast was captured and the false prophet who had performed miracle signs in his presence, it was, by, it was by these miracle signs that he had deceived those with the mark of the wild beast and those who worshipped its image. The wild beast and the false prophet were thrown alive into the lake of fire burning with sulfur, and their armies were killed by the sharp sword that came from the mouth of the rider on the white horse. That is our King Jesus. That is our King. Fire in his eyes. He's looking for a people who also have fire in their eyes. That tomorrow that you of the fire of God birthed inside of you, that wherever you go, you carry light, you carry life, you are salt. You carry that to where you go. Amen.